Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is May 15th. We didn't even need one hit today to win a Major League Baseball game. How do you take a series from the Dodgers and yet struggle to split one with the Reds? I mean, yeah, they're all MLB teams, but come on, man. A ton more roster moves this week, which is getting us talking about the 2022 version of the roster turnover. And did the real Mitch Keller please stand up Friday night? Let's go Bucks. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? How are you doing, man? How was Miami? It was, it was, it was fun. It was good. Nice, relaxing. Um, got to hang out on the beach for a while. Got to go to a Marlins game. That nice. was interesting. It's only the second time I've been to a dome game. So, yeah, the, I, I'll tell you what. The one thing I do like about the dome, crack of the bat is just it echoes. Oh yeah, it's, it just sounds different. In a cool mm. way too, and okay. not not like a bad in a bad way. Like it was pretty cool. Okay. What I didn't like about the dome is we sat right under the air conditioner. <laughs> so like I'm in Miami, I'm in shorts and a t-shirt. And it's like and you're getting... going to PNC Park in April. <laughs> yeah, I was freezing. <laughs> Ashley had her little tank top on and like I felt her shoulders at one point and they were like ice, like they were cold. And I she mean, was I... like, she was freezing. Take your pick. Either that or you get like the, a really bad sunburn at the game. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'd rather take that, I guess. I mean, it was cool. I mean, like it, literally it had a, it, it had a little bit of like the the uh, the walkways. What, what word am I thinking of here? Tampa. No. Oh, oh, like the concourse <laughs> concourse. That's OK. Cool. The okay. concourse was kind of a little bit PNC Park like like you could walk around. And you could literally, like, you could see the game from everywhere. Dude, that's huge. There's so many stadiums that when you leave your seat and go to the vendors and that, like, you you, you have no shot of seeing the game. And, no. man, PNC got that right. I know, like, you know, in our area here, you can go to Cincinnati, Cleveland, and both of those, you have to go back behind a wall. Now, mm-hmm. Cleveland added some... Uh, later, they added some of those vendors they opened up on the field side. Yeah. So that you could go from either side and then you could stand in line and still watch the game, but um, yeah. only at certain sections and just right above the section. So yeah, if they had some cool standing areas where you could just hang out kind of like the, the new PNC park bar area where oh, you yeah. could just, you know, stand there. They didn't have seats like PNC park actually put some seats in there. A lot of their spots didn't have seats, but it was still like, I mean, I got a pizza and I, and, uh, and the wife got a espresso shot thing and, we just stood there and 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 watched the, like the BP and stuff going on. It was it was cool. That is cool. Um, so for, for those of you who don't know, you also had a flight delayed. I did. So I did, this yeah. is a late night. This is a late night party tonight. Yeah, we were supposed to. We were supposed to get in at eight, a little bit before eight. We ended up not getting in until like almost ten o'clock. Yeah. So here we are, almost 11, and uh, the Penguins did lose in overtime. So they are done. 4-3. They went one overtime. New York scored. So for those of you who also enjoy hockey, 
pens are done. Now it's all bucks right now. And well, here we are. <laughs> here we are. So we dude, we said it would be so Pittsburgh Pirates of them to go beat the Dodgers for a series after losing a series to the Reds. And not only did the Pirates take a series from the Dodgers, but they also they also we also learned that the Reds went and took a series from the Brewers and they're not playing around right now. Right. So as this kind of went in, I was thinking revenge and I'm as I'm watching the Reds hit against the Brewers, I'm thinking if we don't start scoring some runs, we're going to we're going to lose another series to the Reds. And I feel like it almost happened. Before we get into that, um Sawinski first major league home run on Monday. That's a big moment. That's a big moment. Also, Marisnik uh, made an, another unreal diving catch and left the game injured on the play. More on that later. Also, what was the other highlights from that from that Dodgers series? Oh, shoot. Uh, ben Gamble keeps hitting. I know that. Um, Bryce Wilson got a start after two consecutive like good start good times where he come out mm-hmm. after Peters. And he was really looking good. They said, let's give him another start. Two and two-thirds. Six earned runs. Um, yeah, it's rough. Yeah. Bo Solcer came in through three really good innings and then gave up four runs, and that was more on him later, too. Um, man, I still am, am just kind of waiting. I'm still waiting for Reynolds, man. I just feel like it's not there yet. It's not there. He's looking better. But you're right. Yeah. He's not Brian Reynolds yet. He's not. It's not there yet. So anyway, um, also the third game of that series, basically in both wins, Sawinski hits another home run. So another good one there. Van Meter Michael actually. Perez hit another home run in this series, didn't he? Uh Monday night. He did. He did hit one Monday. Dude, the Van Meter, the Van Meter game on Wednesday. I I remember I remember sitting there and so Sawinski hits his home run and it's like, oh, here we go. And then they they hit Diego, and then Van Meter hits a home run. And I'm like, let's go, Van <laughs> Meter, let's do it, right? And so I'm pumped up, and I'm like, all right, Van Meter, I, I'll give you this, all right? You got the home run. Then he makes an error that ends up costing <laughs> them to tie the game. And I'm like, well, you just erased your homer. He did end up hitting a double later on, or a triple, which, by the way, they gave him credit for a triple. That was a double. He goes backside the other way, and the left fielder reaches under his glove and falls. I guess it didn't touch his glove, but it was a really bad play. It's a double with an error, but they gave him a triple. Not going to complain, I guess. doesn't matter. It's a hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter a whole lot. When, it, when you talk about average, it's still a hit. I guess OPS it starts to matter a little bit for your slugging and that, but he needs all the help he can get. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, okay, and it, and he got another run in because of that. And then of course Vogelback, which by the way, Gary made it a point to tweet to us that Vogelback was about three feet away. <laughs> Gary said, Gary said inches. I'm gonna go about three feet away from making us say it was a great signing. <laughs> because he almost went river off that ball. It was at the top yeah. row. So we'll give him credit and say inches. 
Uh, we almost <laughs> had to admit it was a good signing. Whether you've admitted that or not, I know you haven't yet. I don't know yet. Uh, you know what? Hey, hey, I'm backing off that because he's batting fourth now. True. He's he's no longer batting leadoff for us. Yeah, so and, and he's leading our team in home runs, which we said he yeah. was going to do. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. And he's I, I think he's I think that patience thing. I think it's starting to go. I mean, he's he's now actually drawing walks, and I think that the reason is is because he is attacking pitches, and now pitchers aren't just drilling him in the strike zone. They are moving around a little bit. But anyway, then Cincinnati comes in, and I got to tell you, man, four runs the whole series. Four runs in four games. Right? No. Yeah, it's not. No, we not scored, we scored for... three Saturday. So five, six runs in four games. Still, not good. Uh, Aldred makes Major League debut on Thursday. We always like that. Yep. We like those sort of things. Um, that's good, but, man, four hits in the first game. Gamble hits, but then he gets caught stealing and picked off in the same game. <laughs> it's like, way to erase those hits, buddy. <laughs> good job. Oh, man. Friday was a little bit of the worst. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about Mitch Keller here in a minute. Um, there's been a little talk about Hayes and the way he's hitting the ball right now, yet he's not hitting home runs. We can't make too much of this. He's he's not a guy that's supposed to hit a lot of home runs. Right, and, and some of the argument is that he plays third base, and that's a power position. My counter to that is, I think that those roles of position, or like defense paralleling with offense, I think those are kind of gray right now. Baseball oh, doesn't sure shortstops hit home runs now. Mm-hmm. You, you tell, you know what I mean. I, th- I think there was a little bit of, um, I think there was a little bit of Twitter thing that I got involved with where somebody said, you know, he's not a stud because he doesn't hit home runs, and I'm like, ah, you can be a stud in your own right. Like Ozzy Smith was a stud, mm-hmm. and then that, and then their counter to that was he plays a power position, and I'm like, that's a great point. Like that, he's not wrong in his thinking. It is a power position, right. and I would typically, I would typically think the same thing. But then when I sat back and and thought about it, I was like, but it, the game's just not played like that anymore. Where no. where guys are saying Kevin Newman is not good enough for shortstop. If we're going with roles, if we're saying that third base is in fact a power position still, and you're saying that I'm still subscribing to that, Kevin Newman doesn't have to hit because shortstops right. don't have to hit. If we're talking about that defense versus offense thing, shortstops don't have to hit. Neither do catchers, neither do center fielders. And so if you're going to say that Key Bryan has to hit home runs while he's playing third, then Kevin Newman doesn't have to hit. Right. And I, and I don't think that that's the argument that anybody's trying to make right now, especially no. with O'Neill Cruz waiting to play shortstop, a guy who is going to hit for low average and high power. Mm-hmm. So if we have a guy that plays shortstop, with low average high power and a guy who plays third base that has high average low power, if it ends up being low power, which it's not, his exit velocity numbers or whatever, all those, you know, stat cast stuff, they're still top of the league. He's just not getting launched, right? right? That's the reason they're not home runs. And Key Bryan is very, uh, he's very old school about it. He says home runs are pitched, not hit. They'll come. You miss, you miss on me up in the zone. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna hit it out because I'm hitting the ball solid. I love that, but it is kind of like this weird. It's like an old school thing to say, but yet an old school thing would be third baseman have to hit for power. <laughs> so it is really weird. <laughs> but I'm just yeah. afraid if we make too much of it, 
it's going to mess with things. Let the dude rake. Yeah, absolutely. Let him rake. All right. Um, I have a note here that says Vogelback's double really should have been a home run. These balls are dead. <laughs> I don't know if that was sarcastic or not, but we'll move on. Um, a lot of people think the balls are dead. A lot of people think that's crazy talk. So I don't really know, man. I know that the humidor was put everywhere and it's not humid outside. So why are yeah. we putting them in the humidor? We're killing the balls by doing that. Even if all these other things, even if they didn't actually deaden the balls, you put a ball in a humidor when it's not humid outside and you're killing it. Mm-hmm. There, there is some, there is some validity to that. I also saw a coach say that whenever they played primetime, they had a team who couldn't hit home runs. They had primetime, they have four home runs. And they're like, they gave us juice balls because we were on national t- broadcast. I was like, whoa, that's a big one. I forget who it was. Yeah. might've been Texas. Uh, what's his name? Used to play. What's his name? Why can't I think like, of it? Are you talking about an MLB network? No, the, no, the, the coach for Texas. He used to play. Oh, uh, who the heck is there? Oh, she's not Kapler, is it? No, Wood. No, that's Giants. Woodward. Does that sound right? Oh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Yeah. Who's currently the, yeah. Christopher Michael Woodward. Chris Woodward. Okay. Christopher Michael. Why is Google even giving me that first? I was like this. (laughs) Chris Woodward. I think he's the one that said it. Anyway. um, Shoot. We're way off already. Here we go, right? <laughs> Thompson was great again. Uh, oh, great. He was good again. This is this is how Pirates fans are conditioned, that that Thompson outing was great. <laughs> Here's the thing about Thompson, man. Every time he comes out of the game, he looks like he's got nothing left in the tank. How many he's like, did he go in that game? He's like I apologize. Panting. I did not get to watch a ton of it. Yeah. I tried to keep up with box scores, but. Yeah, I mean, six was, innings, one busy. hit. And he had a no-hitter yes. into that sixth inning. You know what I mean? Got his second win of the year. Of course, his first one was out of relief. But mm-hmm. um, three walks, three strikeouts. But it's like a lot of people were like, oh, man, Thompson should go back out there because Will Crow gave up a run. Um, Thompson should have had the seventh because he only threw, uh, where is it at, 76 pitches. And I'm like, yeah, but look at him. <laughs> he looks dead. <laughs> He's just sitting in the dugout like he can't breathe. I don't know if he has some sort of like – exhale when he's out of the game because his last start he did the same thing after five innings he mm-hmm. just like is like <gasps> like but i watched him walk off the field and it looked like he might not make it <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> what his deal is he's certainly know. not conditioned certainly not also stratton in that game uh two-thirds of an inning gives up a hit gone Three hitters, gone. Bednar does an inning and in, in a third for the save. And I got to say, if that's not a short leash on Stratton because of the way he's been pitching, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's he's not been throwing well. I, I, I don't blame him one bit. I was a little bit surprised just because it hasn't been that way. They've gone ahead and given it to him and let him go through it. Mm-hmm. That was a short leash. Uh, they still put him in in the eighth inning, but took him out at the sign of anything going wrong and maybe that's maybe that's a sign of things he he threw a clean inning with a hit and a well I mean a clean inning he threw an inning with a hit and a walk today in this game and I was just like here we go you know what I mean like why are they why why him is there no one else and maybe there's not 
<laughs> maybe it should be Bryce Wilson. Maybe it should be some other people. <laughs> maybe the next yeah. person we're going to talk about. All of this comes to today. Vogelback went bushes in that game. He too. did go bushes, actual bushes, not just bushes. He did yeah, go I bushes. Thought, I, I watched the replay of that bomb. When he hit it, I thought it was going to clear that stinking wall. He crushed it. Yeah, but the balls are dead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> also, Van Meter led off in that game. Let's please never do that again. <laughs> and they're like, he got a hit. He bunted when they were shifted. And you know what I mean? Like, the, the dude, mm, mm. never figured out the Van Meter signing. Still have yet to figure it out. Haven't seen anything positive from him at all. <laughs> Not one thing. He hits the home run. He makes an error. They make him tie it. It's like, come on, man. Anyway, it all comes to today. Quintana, we talked about him, him starting with uh, in, on Monday against the Dodgers. He threw great. Six innings, two hits. He did walk four in that game against the Dodgers, but I'm going to tell you something right now. The Dodgers do not chase. They will make you earn it. That yeah. team, from top to bottom, they're not going to chase. And we've, we felt that a little bit against them. But Quintana now back-to-back starts. of, Or maybe more than that, actually. He threw five innings against Detroit, gave up two runs. He threw five innings against Milwaukee, gave up just one run. So we're talking four straight starts where the ERA has uh, not quite gone down because the, the five-inning two runs, it went up a little bit. But, like, I mean, how good has he been? We, I, did, did you see this? Did you the, see this today's? coming? No, I'm no, not at all. I mean, we were predicting to have what, like a four seventy nine. <laughs> I, I I dug into this a little I think bit it was today. The over under. Yeah, I dug into this a little bit today because, um, um, shoot, now I'm gonna forget who it was. Somebody on 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 Twitter, uh, Pirates of the Allegheny, uh, they put up a deal saying, "When's the last time we had uh, a signing like this?" Right. And I looked it up because I was like, well, Tyler Anderson last year. But, like, no. Quintana's dealing. He's at, he, After today, he's at 219. Yeah. And so I was looking it up. It's Jordan Lyles. It's been since, it, what was it, 2019, Jordan Lyles was lights out. And then on May 23rd, he, he started and gave up, I think, three runs against Colorado or something like that. And then every start from then on out was at least three or four runs and he and he he leaves the team at the deadline with a 5.36 ERA. <laughs> so <laughs> let's not you know sign Quintana to a long term deal yet. <laughs> I know yeah, they're right. different pitchers, but let's pump the brakes on that a little bit, right? But today I, I he was really bit, good. A little bit of difference in that though is Quintana has done this before, right? Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. They're different pitchers, but yeah, let's just wait and see. I'm I'm not right. not jumping the gun on this, no. um, but really the story of this game. I mean, just this week, by the way, Quintana, thirteen innings, five hits, no runs, five walks, ten Ks. Just this week, he's sitting at a two nineteen and only a one point zero zero in his three starts in May. The story here was Hunter Green. If you guys are, if you guys were watching this, I mean, he has struggled this year. His fastball is like, oh, he's got the fastest fastball in baseball as far as starting pitchers right now. Oh, it also gets hit the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an adjustment here. He shouldn't be in the majors right now. 
If it wasn't for Castillo and Malley getting hurt, he wouldn't be there. Right. He's learning. He's developing at the major league level. Something we could be doing with Rowanzi, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, you've got to be okay with how bad Hunter Green has been. He's what, 21, 20? I think he's 22, actually. And he's a stud. He's going to be really good. At least that's what every, you know, obviously you have to do it. Yeah. But that's that's the word on the street. He's going to be really good. So he dominated. He stopped throwing the fastball a lot against Milwaukee on Tuesday. He had a good outing on Tuesday. Pirates aren't hitting. Recipe for a (laughs) no-hitter. I just love the fact that, and we talked about their patience, the Pirates' patience and how it annoys us. (laughs) Today, it might have actually been a good thing for him because all they had to do was wait him out, and I'm convinced that if Swinsky doesn't swing at that slider that he swung at on the second pitch of his at-bat there in the eighth, I think he'd have walked him too. I think it'd have been nobody out and we'd have been in that position. We might have scored two runs without any hits. <laughs> I, 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 he just wasn't going to throw strikes. I mean, yeah. the, the the velocity was still there. He was still throwing hard. I think one of his pitches to, uh, well, either way, one of his pitches in that inning, I don't know if it was to Castro or, or who, but I'm pretty sure it was 99, like pitch 110. But I'm going to tell you, like, I've never been a fan of David Bell, so maybe this is me saying David Bell's stupid just because I get an opportunity to. I'd have never sent him out there for that eighth inning. So argue all you want. He's a 22-year-old future of your franchise. And we say, well, that's the way they coach now. They take these guys out. But that's also the way they condition right now. Mm-hmm. The I don't know that he was, I mean, like, I'm, I just hope they should probably skip his next start. Because you're you're gonna like there have been guys in the past that you've overdone, and they're overdoing this. Maybe not. Maybe not. I could be completely off base here, but I'm sorry. This is a game against Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates in May in a year where both teams are not supposed to be good. He's got 103 pitches. He's already walked three, struck out nine. He's got a no hitter going, but it's a zero zero game. Right. I don't know, man. He doesn't go back out there for me. Not with 103 pitches already and he's 22 years old and he's the he's the arm I'm trying to protect if I'm trying to protect any yeah. of them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm a big advocate for sending them back out, but there's situations. So and, you think I would have a good one argument in one of these situations? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that there are good arguments both ways, but my thought is no way he gets through two innings. <laughs> If I think he's not getting through the 8th and the ninth, right? Mm-hmm. If I think he's not getting through both, then I, I see no point in sending him out there for the 8th. I want to complete that. If he has 103 and he's got to get through one more inning, I'll send him back out there. Yeah. But I know he's not going to finish two more innings. Unless the Pirates yeah, are completely... Look, you're looking at 140 pitches. Unless the Pirates are completely stupid and they go right. out there and swing at the first pitch. Every, you know what I'm saying? Like You can't give him a that kind of an inning. I want to see the bullpen. They bring out Art Warren. He walks in XCOM four pitches. I mean, that's what you wanted. You want to get to that bullpen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I But at the same time, if you're the coach of that team, you're supposed to trust your bullpen. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, one last thing on the week um, is Mitch Keller. Uh, when they took him out of that game, uh, Saturday, Friday night. Friday night. 
to me, I saw the 2021 look on his face. That's what I saw. And maybe I was just thinking that because I was frustrated, but that's what I saw. You can't get out of the fifth inning. It's been back-to-back starts now. That's been a struggle. And it is straight-up location. And when Mitch does his postgame, I, I can't hear him not talk about it. I don't want to hear about how the Reds' bats are hot. Yes, they are hot right now. They are hitting very well right now. I just don't want to hear it. They're going to hit it when you throw it there. Right. The location has been so bad. He needs, And he did say after that, when they're hot, you can't locate where you did. No, when they're cold, you can't locate where you did. Just <laughs> own it. And this is yeah. the second time where we've kind of said, he keeps saying he's happy with his starts, even when they're bad. You can't be happy with them. We just read, when we were talking about this no-hitter stuff, we just read something where a guy said, yeah, I threw a no-hitter, but I lost the game, so it was a crap start. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of the guys, that one of the six teams that this happened to. He said, it's not a good start for me because I don't care if I didn't give up any hits. We lost. And I, I just want Mitch to own a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. The attitude's good. It's good to be positive. It's good to be confident. But you also have to be like, I suck today. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like he doesn't do that. He makes excuses. And I want to get your, because you didn't watch that game, so you you don't have the frustration that I have. But I want to get your thought on this. For me, like, I just want him to say, like, I didn't have my good stuff tonight. The problem is, is he keeps saying my stuff was there. He just has to locate. Yeah. You, eventually, and, and you've I mean, got to locate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to be, you got to figure it out. It's, it's location. This is what I always tell like kids. I mean, like, I mean, I, I understand high school, you know what right. I mean? But location is like the last thing you worry about when you're learning, developing pitches and developing your mechanics. The location is the last thing you worry about because it's supposed to be one of the easier things to fix. Mm. It's, it's a release point issue. Fix your release point. Your location should come. What if you have but a what if it's, delivery? And, and if, if, I mean, you miss high, you're letting go too early. You miss low, you're letting go too late. You miss outside, you pulled it across your body. Like, okay, but fix but, your release, fix it. Okay, so in Mitch, though, it's so inconsistent. Like, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all over the place. And so I don't know if it's a physical thing at this point. It's just literally a consistency thing. Yeah. So how much of this, and you know me, I say this is all on you. You're the pitcher. This is your job to be good. But there's coaches that are hired and paid money for a reason. How much of this goes back on Oscar Marine? I think I think some of it goes back on. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest too. I've seen a lot of talk on on this on the matter. Some of it, and I'm not trying to make excuses for Mitch because I'm starting to get frustrated with it too. Right? No. But these baseballs, oh, some of the laces are high, some are low, some are. Well, here's an idea: if you get a ball that you like. Don't throw it out when it hits the dirt. They have to. I know what you're saying, but if you get a ball you don't like, throw it out. Let's let's say yeah, yeah say yeah. that. You know, I mean, uh, okay, I, but I don't but know. still, I don't know if these baseballs. I don't know if they're just so inconsistent on the baseball that 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 each one just feels a little bit different. Yeah, but he's given up home runs in a dead ball era. So I know. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I want to take that out of it because it gives and takes, and I get that. 
but specifically Oscar Marine, we haven't seen him really it's, like Ray Searage had a track record. Yeah. And I know we kind of got tired of it, but he did. He had success. Do we have anyone yeah. that we can point to? Cause we just talked about Hunter green being here and developing at the major league level. And then we say we could do the same with Rowanzi, but can we, I mean, if Oscar Marine is a problem Oscar Marine to say yes. Okay. So maybe we're better off leaving him down. I just don't, I don't, I like I don't, that silence. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it from him. Like I don't see him. I don't see the wheels turning. I don't see. Yeah. I, I see a little bit of talk back and forth in the dugout, but not as much as I feel like. I mean, he's doing his need. job, right? You know what I mean? But, but yeah. what is there? What? Yeah. I don't know. And I'm not trying to lay blame on Oscar Marine. Ultimately for me, I'm done anticipating Mitch Keller starts. He's just another name. I'm done saying all the stuff is there. We're waiting for it to happen. I'm no longer waiting. Do I think it can happen? Yes. But I'm not sitting here waiting for it anymore. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a little frustrated with it. I mean, shoot, one of my picks was for him to win 15 games. Yeah, you can throw that, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. All right, let's take a break and get into the, to the big question of the day. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Swearingen Bat Company is Ohio's premier wood bat company, specializing in custom wood bats to meet any need from T-ball to senior league. Check out their website at swearingenbaseball.com. Link is in the show notes. Twitter and Instagram at Swearingen Bats. You can also find them on Facebook. Swearingen Bat Company, that's swearingenbaseball.com. Let them know you heard it here. All right, guys, uh, we're back. Register October podcast, all that good stuff. Let's go, Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple questions from some friends on Twitter, and a couple of them feed right into what we want to talk about. Uh, Reitz, I hope I say that right, Noah. I know we called you out before for sleeping in class or study hall, I guess. Uh, do you think, he asks, do you think we will trade Quintana at the deadline? First, I'll say happy birthday, man. He also told <laughs> us it was his birthday tomorrow. Today, for the day you're listening, so Monday, happy birthday. And this does feed into it. Uh, I'll let you answer first. I say absolutely. I say if and- not before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this rate, we're just going to get a good, re- a better return than we were expecting. Yeah, and the other thing is, is I mean, I just talked, I, I think I just brought up Lyles and how he started off hot and then fell apart. I wouldn't be surprised if there's injuries somewhere. They're not, they're not looking anytime. And and, and any other team would be like, if we're going to give up somebody, let's do it while he's hot. So I think that another team might even be more motivated to move even quicker. And man, I got to tell you, while it sounds like that's the answer, it's going to be rough if it goes much earlier than July. We don't have anything else going. You know what I mean? And if Quintana gets traded before that, it's going to be, that's going to be rough. Mm -hmm. So, however, what do they say? Strike when the iron's hot. Somebody calls asking and they're actually willing to give you something for him right now. I mean, the whole reason he was signed is because we don't have anybody now that we can 
keep the rebuild going. So you sign a guy like this, hope he does well, turn him over. Like that's the plan. So I really don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to keep him, but maybe they will hold on to him to the deadline because of the fact that we don't have much from anywhere else. Yeah. So I don't know, but yes, we both believe. Unless we get like a fringe guy from, you know, plus a prospect. Right. Yeah, like a Zach Thompson kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right, Zed216 asks, will we see Henry Davis with the Pirates sometime next season? I think he'll get a cup of coffee. If he keeps trending the way he's been trending and keeps developing the way he's developing, you're looking at the late late back end of the year, call him up, kind of like you saw Roanzi and O'Neill last year. He's double A right now, which mm-hmm. is ahead of... Roanzi and, and O'Neill Cruz as far as that can see. Right. So with him getting double A time right now, I think there's a good shot that he could show up a little bit next year. I don't know. What I hope it's not is I hope it's not a situation like what we have right now where he's has to. However, dude looks like he can just flat out hit. Mm-hmm. And the Pirates have a DH right now. So the door doesn't have to be opened for him catching. Like you said, late season, I could see it happening because he doesn't necessarily have to be ready to catch at the major league level when he comes up. And his second question is, and this one also feeds into our discussion here, is Jack Sawinski here to stay as long as Marisnik is out? I think Marisnik being out doesn't affect Jack Sawinski. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm kind of there. I mean... The thing is, is Jack Swinsey's hitting 185 right now. Marisnik's not hitting much better than that. If he's hitting better than that, probably not. Um, so I don't think that there's like, I think Jack Swinsky's at-bats are better than his average shows. But maybe I'm just fooled. I don't really know. I mean, the results aren't there, but I feel like he's handled himself pretty well. I just wish the numbers would back me up on that. At least that sure. number. At least the batting no, I'm, average I'm number. with you. I'm, I'm in I'm the same, same boat with him. I think he looks good. He's just... Yeah, he's just young. This is what it looks like. I mean, same thing with Diego Castillo. Like, yeah, we want him to play more. I'm letting you know right now, it's not always great right out of the gate, mm-hmm. especially for these kind of guys. I think that when you look at Diego Castillo, when you look at Jack Swinski, a good Jack Swinski is probably a fourth outfielder in the major leagues. He's going to have a few years where he's going to be able to start and going to be productive, but for the most part, and that's not dogging him, like I'm yeah. saying, he can stay in the major leagues. Like Ben Gamble can stay in the major leagues, and Ben Gamble's having a great year. But honestly, I look at him as a fourth outfielder on a good team. That's what he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing. I think Jack Sawinski could be that good too. So I mean, that to me, anytime I say you're willing, you're good enough to stay in the show, I, I think it's a compliment. Um, yeah, and I feel like he's shown that. And. If it gets better, then for sure. If it gets worse, then that's where it falls apart. But yeah, but he's not the defender Marisnik is. Marisnik will always have a place in the major leagues because of how good he is on defense. No doubt. Absolutely. There's always yeah. room for a guy like that. Um. So let's get into this thing, man, because we think that this roster turnover, these roster moves, and there were so many this week. We think this is going to continue. Don't buy a jersey this year. Unless, Unless it's, it's a key Brian Hayes. Listen to this. Starting on Tuesday. To. Yeah, it has to. Listen to this Tuesday. Tuesday was when Jake Marisnik got hurt. 
And I don't know if that, I mean, that didn't kickstart everything, but we talked about Henry Davis going to double A, Carter Benz going to triple A, Jacob Gonzalez, the first baseman who's absolutely raking this year, was promoted from low A to high A. Uh, he's Luis Gonzalez's kid, right? We like that. We like the lineage yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's hitting in high A too. So everybody's saying already in the first week, they're like, put him in double A. <laughs> but anyway, Mariznick placed on the aisle and then those moves are made. And then it felt like everything happened. Cam out. Cam Aldred was called up on Wednesday. They optioned Bo Solser to Indy after having, like I said, some decent outings. Um, and they, we're not done with him. And then they moved Roberto Perez to the 60-day injured list to make room for Cam Aldred, which tells you how bad the hamstring is for Roberto Perez. We're going to be dealing with this catching tandem for quite a while. And then Thursday, they brought up Rodolfo Castro. To me, this was the big day. They activated Dwayne Underwood Jr. from the injured list. They optioned Max Kranich to make room for Underwood. They optioned Cole Tucker and recalled Rodolfo Castro. This is what we were talking about with Cole Tucker. Your time is limited. He does have an option. They do not have to release him. They can give him a shot. He did switch to just left-handed hitting. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, you know, he's going to go down there. He's going to work on just hitting left-handed. Wild. Yeah. Now, not that he didn't deserve to go down. He absolutely did. Mm. But I will also say that maybe he also deserved to not just be gone. To use that option and to give him a chance only based on, not based on anything he did this season, only based on the fact that he's a he's versatile defense defensively and he's good defensively, right? Right field's a. I think he gets a worse rap. I think because sometimes it doesn't look great, but I think yeah. he does an okay job. Okay is as far as I'll go with it, but either way, <laughs> then they claimed Tyler Beatty off of waivers from San Francisco, and this is the one that I really don't like. Designated Bo Solcer, Bo 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 Solcer for assignment. To make room for Tyler Beatty. I don't get it. Cam Aldred went down on Friday when Beatty was activated. And then Friday and Saturday, Sam Howard was claimed off of waivers, which we talked about. He was designated last week. And Bo Solcer was claimed by the Baltimore Orioles, a team that his brother Cole actually played for for a couple of years. So he gone. And to be honest with you, I liked him better than anything I've seen out of Tyler Beatty. I don't get that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't follow that one at all. Mm. So that's just this week. <laughs> and if you've been following the Pirates, you know it's been all over the place. The Pirates have already played 39 players this season. Uh, Tyler Beatty will make number 40, and we're in May. They are not... Uh, at the top of the league in this, though, just to let you know, they are ranked eighth. Cincinnati and San Francisco have already used 43, and they're leading the pack. So we're not far, even though there's eight teams. There's a lot of teams using a lot of players. Yeah. Granted, there was a 28-man roster for a while, so this doesn't, you know, some of this kind of makes a little bit of sense that the numbers are up. Last year, the Cubs used 68 players, and that was the most ever. Pirates last year used 64. So <laughs> four guys away. Um, 64 players. League average right now, we're at 39. League average is 36. We will be at 40 because of Tyler Beatty. 
but right now the league average is 36. Um, so we know this is a thing. It's a thing for a lot of teams. It is. Um, but the Pirates have already used 19 position players less this year if we keep going through this. Anthony Alford's the only one of those position players who's actually gone. Just gone. So he won't even have another option. So he opted for free agency, signed with Cleveland, he's gone. Injured and in the minors who have been used already. Roberto Perez, Greg Allen. Actually, Greg Allen has not been used. He's one of those ones that, like, he hasn't played yet this year. Um, but those two are on the 60-day injured list. Marisnik, Newman, 10-day injured list. They have been used this year. Marisnik, I think, is, what, four to six weeks after having surgery? On a, U, what is it, like a UCL on his thumb? Is that right, UCL? Is that the injury? I have it written down up top here. Yeah, a UCL in his thumb. So he had like Tommy Johns on his thumb. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's how they do that or if it's a different process, but either way. I'm sure it's a different process, <laughs> but your UCL and your elbow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep, I got you. <laughs> um, maybe. Cole Tucker, Hoy Park, Tucapita Marcano have been used. They're still in, they're in the minors right now, still in the 40-man. And then on the 40-man roster, we haven't even used them yet. O'Neill Cruz, Leover Piguero, Travis Swaggerty, Kanan Smith, and Jigma. Uh, how many of those do you see being used this year? Three? Do you think three of them? You think Swaggerty, Smith, and Jigba, and Cruz get a shot? Sure. Okay. I, I mean, can, at some can, point, can, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Catchers, uh, Perez, Perez, and Knapp. We've used three catchers. Infielders, Yoshi, Chavis, Van Meter, Castillo, Hayes, Tucker, Marcano, Newman, Park, Castro, Vogelbach. That ain't done. We ain't done. There'll be more. <laughs> I believe it. Outfielders, Gamble, Reynolds, Sawinski, Marisnik, Alford. There will be more there, too. Now, those don't count guys who've played at different places. 20 pitchers so far this year. 21 if you count Diego Castillo. And Sam Howard and Bo Solcer, we just said, completely gone. Different teams. Detroit and Baltimore. Sayonara, see you later, never come back. Um, injured or in the minors. Yohore, Fletcher, Contreras, Kranich, Aldred. In the minors right now, still in the 40-man. Nick Mears, Blake Cedarland have not been used yet. They're on the 60-day injured list. So I feel like Blake Cedarland's been on the injured list for like three years. Yeah, I would have said he 10. Had Tommy John, right? I maybe, maybe twice. I have no idea. Had another setback already. I don't plan Jeez. Blake Cedarland. I mean, the thing is, is like he, we don't have to make a roster decision because he lives on the 60-day injured list. Yeah. But like I don't ever plan on seeing him in the major leagues. Like, I just feel like he's just a name that we continue to talk about, but we'll never see. Mm-hmm. And maybe we will. And hopefully for his sake, we do. But I'm just, right. I just can't, well, you can't, well, you can't count on that. Keller, Brubaker, Quintana, Wilson, Thompson, Peters, we ain't done. There'll be more. We've already mm-hmm. talked about, we've already talked about Quintana being gone. I think Wilson either doesn't last with the team or is in the bullpen. Yeah. Bednar, Crow, Hembry, Stratton, DeYoung, Bonda, Underwood Jr. And I got to say, I'm sarcastically glad we get to see Underwood Jr. pitch again. He cannot finish the year with the Pirates, in my opinion. He can't. Neither can Chase DeYoung. Neither can Heath Hembry. There's a lot of guys right there who are going to have to change. They're not going to last. I I just don't. I don't think Chase DeYoung is as bad as you think he is. I just don't think that he... The numbers haven't backed him up, but I just don't think he's terrible. I I just don't think that he goes a whole year. When there's other changes to be... I just think there will, there will be changes. So the question is... we I mean, we just said a lot. 
Question is, how far does this go? Do we get to 64 players? That's 20 more players we have to see play for this team. That's that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of different players. And there's a lot of time left. There is a lot of time left. I can't think of 20 players that (laughs) Well, let me me also say this. Like, spring training, we also saw Adonis Medina here and gone. Now with the Mets. We saw... Austin Bryce is in Indianapolis right now. He was signed. Austin Bryce could get a shot at some point. If one of these guys finds themselves DFA'd, Austin Bryce is on the list of guys with major league experience who could come up without without making a trade. Eric mm. Hanhold, he's in Indy right now. We had him. We designated him. He's still in Indy. I could see him getting a shot at some point. There's a reason why they claimed him for, in the first place. Jared Oliva was on the 40-man roster until... He was DFA'd on April 1st, right before the season started. Well, you know, like a week or so. He's still in Indy. He cleared. Luis Oviedo was a guy that was on our 40-man, was just recently DFA'd on the April 21st, claimed on the 26th. He's with Cleveland again. So, like, those are guys who have been on our 40... Well, Austin Bryce, I think, was signed into minor league deal, but with major league experience. All those guys have an option. But we've. I'm also just pointing that out to point out the fact that, like, there's a lot of movement that even happened in spring, even before we got to this point. If Tyler Beatty doesn't last long, he's gone. So he's got to, there's somebody else has got to come up at a point. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe yeah. another wave. Tyler, Tyler Beatty is a good example where you and I are saying, like, I'd rather see what Bo Solcer has. And instead they claimed this. So start putting guys on waivers. Who knows? Sherrington might pick him up. I don't understand this. Yeah, Vanderbilt guy, former first rounder, these kind of things, and feels like he just says, "Well, let's give him a shot." <laughs> <laughs> what do you? What, what, so none of these guys are. I'm going to tell you right now: Heath Embry, Underwood, Bonda, yeah, Bonda, Fletcher, for sure is a DFA candidate at any moment. You know what I'm saying? Like any of these guys, mm-hmm. Tyler Beatty, DeYoung, Hembry. Yeah, I, mean, yes, I know I said Hembry, but yeah, I mean I'm at the point where now I'm talking about. Bryce Wilson's an option to just be DFA'd. Yeah, and a lot of it is our pitching too because they're not good. Well, not only that, but yeah, but also think about any injuries in this in this pitching. Yeah, you know what I mean. If you have any injuries, all of a sudden you've got a spot. If once Quintana's traded, you've got to fill that spot. Hopefully, that's filled with somebody like Ronzi or, or Miguel Yohore if he's if he's going better or whatever. But I mean, you just never. I mean, dude, I'm tell you, I'm gonna say right now, Chris Stratton. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? There will be a lot of. It doesn't matter. We're not counting up to 64 roster spots, right? But what we know is we're talking not only using 64 guys, but like the way that Sherrington just claims guys on waivers. For me, it's kind of annoying. But I'm not going to argue that like we already have all the guys. We don't. <laughs> so there's a lot of room <laughs> to make changes, right. especially in the pitching staff, but certainly also defensively. And I mean, for me, Yoshi can't finish the year with this team. Okay. So I was watching, what was it, the last play of the game today? He made all was three Chavis, outs. Was, was Chavis playing second today? No, Van Meter. No, for some reason, Van Meter's our everyday second baseman now. Like he like slid towards the outfield and then threw the ball to first and Yoshi just catches the ball and falls over. Yeah, he's falling as he caught it. Like what it wasn't even a bad throw. No. 
No, but you're he, falling to the ground. He is not an athlete. And you're not falling to the ground like Acuna when he hits a 450 foot home run and ends up on his back. That's ridiculous, by the way. Yeah. But it's not graceful. It's not. <laughs> uh, it's it's ugly. Dude, he's just not an athlete. That's it. Um, I'm I'm done. I'm done with him. You know, he doesn't have a hit to his pull side yet. Not one single hit. Not even one up the middle. Best he can do is slap backside. I thought you guys told me when you signed him that he was going to be power. Right. I told you the moment they signed him, that was a mistake. And I was hoping to eat my words when we saw his at-bats in the spring. Yeah. It has been worse than I thought. Not to mention, they can't even put him at DH because they signed Chris Far. I mean, they signed Dan Vogel back, who's I'm not complaining about. <laughs> at this point, I'm not complaining about him. No. And, you know, you're you're batting him in the, in the middle of the lineup. You know, that's where a guy like that needs to hit. And he got hot, and then he didn't hit anything. And then now it's balancing out, and he's starting to hit again. He's not going to hit you 300, though. But yeah. I'm hoping that that power continues to show up. But either way, I'm not sure Vogelback finishes. However, I will say that they'll have a lot longer leash on him because it's a two-year deal, essentially, right? I mean, it's like an option, but essentially it's a two-year deal if you want it. So I think that they'll be a little more lenient with or him. There might be a team out there that needs a left-handed bat from the bench. I know, and, and he would be good, and maybe... Yeah, it would have to be somebody coming and offering. Nobody's offering Yoshi. Like, this guy's just going to be gone. Oh, yeah, he's just going to be gone. He's going to be pushed out. I Mason Martin keeps hitting. I hate doing that. I hate doing that. I hate, like, just bringing him up all the time. I understand the situation. I understand their strikeouts galore. He He's not going to fix anything on this offense. Even if he plays his way here, I'm okay with a guy if he hits for power and strikes out a bunch. But not in this lineup. We can't afford it. If we had guys around him that were hitting, then I'd be okay with it. You just can't, you know what I mean? But at least they'll play defense. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Tucker probably doesn't finish on this 40-man roster when it's all said and done. At some point, if there needs to be other people to make, like, Cal Mitchell's playing really great. If Cal Mitchell forces his way into getting some time, he's a guy who's going to be have to add it to the 40-man roster anyway or we're going to lose him. If mm-hmm. Cal Mitchell is not involved in some kind of trade to give him an opportunity, same with like like a blind address or something like that, um, these guys are are Rule 5 eligible. So sometimes you throw those... Well, the Yankees threw in Diego Castillo last year because they were like, we don't have a spot for him on our 40-man. You can have him because we're going to leave him open for Rule 5. And so the Pirates were like, sure, we'll take him and then we'll decide whether we're going to protect him or not. Yeah. And then he played his way all the way onto the roster. But like, <laughs> that's why the Yankees dealt him. That's why they were willing to get rid of him because they were like, we don't want to protect him. Right. And so we could do that with a guy like Cal Mitchell. A team would be like, yeah, we've got room, you know, to take him on and, and put him on our 40 man and hope he is good. Or he makes his way onto this team. And if he does force his way onto this team, I could see Tucker DFA at that point. I could see, a number of guys. Park, who's down there right now, could be gone. Van Meter is not going to last. He's here until somebody moves him. Same thing. Yeah. I think him and Yoshi both. Chavis is playing a lot. I know I there's a lot see, of people I saying Chavis isn't playing Vader. a lot, but he's fourth in the team in, in games played. 
Michael yeah. Chavis is playing a lot. He's getting a shot to prove that he can be, uh, you know, somebody who can come off the bench and, and be a part of a team. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was just saying, you know, Van Meter Yoshi might be gone before you see like Cole Tucker or Hoy Park. Yeah. Like yeah, it's Kyle possible. Mitchell plays uh, his way onto the team. Van Meter, see ya. If, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, certainly if you're trying to make, if you're trying to make a move on the major league roster, then yeah, Yoshi and Van Meter have to go. But if you're making a move from the outside, no, I think I think Tucker and Park will probably be will probably be gone. If they're not playing well, they're gone. If you just need to make a move from the outside, you know what I'm saying? If you just need a 40-man spot from the outside, but if you're trying to make a move on the major league roster, then yeah, I could see that. Uh, but a lot of names tossed around. Um, a lot of movement to be made. A lot of movement that we want to be made. I don't know that any of those are going to be at the catcher's position, but for me, to be honest with you, Vogelback is a guy that I kind of want to see go before the O'Neill Cruz call up. I think the fix to this O'Neill Cruz shortstop, no, I don't want to play outfield kind of thing, if that's what he is saying, the answer might be sure, we'll play you at shortstop, but you're going to get the lion's share of your playing time at the DH. He's just not been good defensively no matter where they put him. I'm just not yeah. sold on it. Just let the dude hit. Yeah. And then, hey, I'll play you at short sometimes too. If, to keep you a shortstop. If that's what if that's what fixes this, if that's even what a, what the problem is, I pointed to my head for those of you who aren't watching. Yeah. If it is a problem, which I've not really gotten a, a legitimate report saying that he's a problem. Watch right. the games. He's having fun with all his teammates. Everybody likes him. It's not like he's causing issues, right? Right. Uh, they're just, with the eyes, there appears to be a lack of effort when he's in the outfield. Maybe that's just that he's not good. Maybe it's a lack of effort. I'm not sure which one I'd like better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, here's my thing. Like, I, I don't think everybody in the organization needs to be multiversible. Versatile. There's a like, multiversible. What, what was that? Versatile. <laughs> I love it. I know, but I was no, trying to think of what you said. I'm like going Marvel here, multiverse. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. No, but like, I, I, I don't know. I don't sign on to this. Everybody needs to be versatile. No, I'm, I'm not on it. Everybody doesn't have to be a utility player. No. Does it help? You, you have does it help guys down the, the road? Yeah, sure. If it helps get somebody to the majors, like, you know, you're, you you're not you're not a super good defender and you're not it but you're hitting the ball pretty well what if you played more positions it would make you more valuable you could probably play your way onto a, a backup utility role on a roster yeah those type of guys I get it but come on not everybody needs to be playing a, a bunch of positions well I think too I think the fact that the National League has a designated hitter now, should be playing into this O'Neill Cruz situation. <laughs> I agree with that. It just really should. Like, why are we even messing with it? Let the dude rake. You can put him at shortstop twice a week. He'd be fine. Mm -hmm. And hey, development and can when, continue when to happen. When he's DHing, put Vogel back at first base. I, I don't care. It's better than Yoshi. Right. He's got to be better than Yoshi at first base. Mm. He's got to be. I don't know, man. I don't know that he has to be. Have you seen Dan Vogelback? I mean, he can't move very well. The guy has to slow down to round a base. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's why he's supposed just, to be jogging when he rounds the base. He like tiptoes around. Yoshi runs like Yoshi. No. Yoshi runs on his tiptoes all the time. <laughs> I'm always like, "What are you running on hot coals? Like what? Is this <laughs> prepare the gauntlet? The <laughs> <laughs> gauntlet." <laughs> You guys need more Chris Farley in your life if you don't know that reference. You need more Chris Farley. I promise you. Uh, <laughs> we talked about this very topic early before the season even started with Gary Morgan when he was on here. And coincidentally, they had this discussion on their show Friday as well. If you want to hear more about this discussion about roster moves and all that stuff, go check out their podcast from this past Friday. They talked about it as well. Um, Pirates Fan Forum. Just type that in. You can find it anywhere uh, if you if you don't know. But you should know because it's a good one. But basically, this is going to continue to happen uh, as we go out through this year. And we just have to be ready for it because <laughs> it, it's going to – I mean, we're not good, right? We're not a good baseball team right now. Right. We want things to change. And sometimes when you – because I know the argument is like, oh, yeah, as soon as they get good – Quintana was literally brought in here to hope he could be good so we could trade him. We were trading him before we ever played him. Mm -hmm. That was his role here. I don't know. Part of me thinks he's been good for some pitchers, and if he is good for some pitchers, maybe we do keep him around. He certainly goes in the offseason, but the thing is, is if you're not going to get anything, like, worthwhile for him, maybe you do keep him around. Maybe he's more valuable as that veteran than he is... I don't know. You're also saying that you're 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 guaranteeing he's going to continue to pitch well. <laughs> I think right. maybe he runs out of gas, but I don't really. <laughs> I mean, that's just me, but I don't really know. Maybe they'll put the juice balls back in, and then everybody will stink. <laughs> Either way, do you, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, guys? It is late, so we're we're wrapping this one up. Not that it's not time to wrap it up anyway, but you got any closing thoughts or anything that I missed? Did I did I miss anything that we were going to talk about? As far as this goes, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the idea is brace yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, for me, my closing thought is I had a great, great time in Miami. Nice, relaxing, refreshed, ready to go. But I'm excited to be home, be able to watch some more Pirate Buckos games because I did not get to watch while I was gone. Yeah. So looking yeah, forward for to sure. watching some Bucko baseball this week. Well, what you're going to be watching this week is... Going to Chicago for three games against the Cubs, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday off, host the Cardinals for three in Pittsburgh for the weekend series. And I don't really know what to expect. Uh, I haven't really, man, I kind of never watch the Cubs. Like, I'm okay watching a lot of teams in our division. Like, uh, mostly, well, I can't watch Cincinnati just because they're too close and I'm blacked out. So, uh, but. Um, man, Cubs, I never watch. I guess I, I watch the Brewers now some because of Kutch and I watch, I watch the Cardinals every once in a while. Um, just cause I watch a lot of baseball, but I'm, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. I don't even know how they're doing. I haven't looked at them at all. They're below us in the standings. Right. But I, you know, so are the Reds, but we know they've been playing well. I just the don't. The Cubs have been, I, I'm, from what I've seen, they've been playing in just same like they nah. haven't the, the, yeah the reds also like have had i think somebody said you know with that run they literally had the hardest schedule in all of baseball too so mm-hmm. combine that with the fact that they were stinking it up 
if that's how you go three and 22. But anyway, yeah, we took three of four against the Cubs earlier in that 21, nothing loss was the only one we had. And I remember saying, this is a quick thought here. I remember saying, if I'm going to lose one game in a four game series and I have to lose one and you tell me that it's going to be 21 to nothing, I'd take it nine times. I'd take it 10 times out of 10. I would go ahead and lose a game 21, nothing. If it meant I could win three out of four. Mm-hmm. rather than win a game 21 to nothing and lose three out of four. I think today is the same thing. If you're going to tell me that I'm not going to get any hits in this game, but I'll let you leave with a win, I'd do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Even in a year where I'm like, wins and losses, long-term, big picture, don't really care a whole lot. But but that day, you always want to win. Mm-hmm. Today, when when you're talking about today's game, you want to win. And we didn't get a hit. We got a win. I don't want to do that a bunch, but if you told me I could do it again, I'd steal another win. Yeah. I mean, if it means stealing a win, if it means not getting a hundred losses, right? That one, if Mm -hmm. we end, if we end with 99 losses, you can look back at this no hitter and say, we stole that one. (laughs) (laughs) Then the question is what we said last year. Does it really matter if you get to a hundred? If you lose 99, <laughs> do you just kind of say you lost 100 anyway? So for me, it's that number 70, right? If we, if, we, if we win 69 games and you told me I could get no hit and get a 70th win, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it again. I would do it a second time to get to 70. Yeah. But I don't know. We got six games this week, so it's three and three. Let's go easy on ourselves. <laughs> Take a series against the Cubs, lose one to the Cardinals, or do we do we do we keep doing the pirate way and lose a series to the Cubs and take one from this, from the Cardinals? I'm looking to take one from the Cubs and lose to the <laughs> Cardinals. All right, let's sweep both. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. You want to sweep both? Hey, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to sweep both? Who wouldn't? So, all right, let's go Bucks. What a week! What a win! No hitter. Still get the win. Gotta love it. Mm-hmm. And split the series. We said split the series and win one against the Dodgers. We split the series and won two. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!